You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. All right, everybody, welcome into another exciting episode of the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. A safe space for you foul mouth fantasy players out there. Go Dodgers. As always, it's your boys, King Josh, Josh the King, Big Rome, the Fantasy Fish. What the fuck's going on, y'all? How's it going? Well, I should be watching the Thursday night football game, but I went back to the Dodger game. Can't help myself. Yeah, me too. It's very important. It Plus, this, uh, this Thursday night game, it's been entertaining, but also boring at the same time. Very predictable. Jalen Hurts, bad at real life football, but good for fantasy football. And we were just talking about it pre-show. He kills Miles Sanders' football career. He sure shit does. But. So, uh, for tonight's show, we got your AFC matchups for week six. News and noise like we always do. And then we're going to round it out with our booty telephone calls for the week. So let's just dive right into the news, huh, boys? Uh, Daniel Jones was taking first-team reps at the open portion of practice. So it looks like he's on track to play. Um, Joe Judge also says that there's optimism about Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton to play this week. I expect him to be back. Uh, Devontae Parker did not practice today. However, he's going to trans- I'm sorry, travel for the London game, so that's good news. TJ Hawkinson returned to practice today, so... You know, I guess you know, maybe veteran day off, I guess. Julio Jones gets into practice this week, so it looks like he's getting ready to make his return. Dalvin Cook practice in full, so it looks like Rome, your uh, your golden child is back, hopefully. Maybe I just put him in the trade offer. We'll see. <laughs> uh, Christian McCaffrey did not participate in Thursday's practice, so it's looking like his return is doubtful on Sunday. Keep an eye on that. Um... Damian Williams, placed on the COVID herpes list. Turns out he did test positive. Um, I don't. I, ha- I still haven't been able to find out if he's vaccinated or not yet. I, I, I don't know. But either way, he still needs to have two negative tests between now and Sunday. But it's not looking so good, especially because he tested positive today. Allen Robinson held out, held out of practice, but I don't think that matters. This one's, this one's surprising to me. Mr. Unlimited, Russell Wilson... Six days after finger surgery, was a limited participant in practice. Cause uh, why the fuck not? I guess. I mean, it's not that sh- it's not that shocking. That fucking guy, he very rarely gets hurt. Uh, he might play. He act. Don't he won't. Well, actually, he actually won't, since but. since twenty twelve, he's been the only quarterback for the Seahawks. Wow. Damn. Actually, I saw a stat. I'll probably post it out later but in the afc west since 2012 between the three other teams the cardinals 49ers and rams there's been 28 starting quarterbacks and only one in seattle jesus la chargers wide receiver mike williams fish's new boyfriend he didn't practice again it's possible that he doesn't but i don't know he at this point in time i think he's the kind of veteran that he doesn't need reps to play he's 
probably visiting New Orleans to see how nice it's going to be next year. <laughs> Don't say that. That hurts me. It hurts me so bad. Uh, Chris Carson didn't practice. Um, they're saying that his neck injury is a real issue. We were talking about a pre-show. Like I'm like, man, this could be career-ending because – or maybe not necessarily career ending, but definitely could be season ending though. I mean, if he's having neck problems, that's serious stuff. It'd be nice if we knew what kind of neck problems it was. If it's a muscle, then it's not yeah. as bad as if it's like your actual like neck and your spine and you know. But, but if he's like Ryan Ryan neck. Shazier or whatever. Yeah. I mean he was yeah, that, that guy. what's his name too? Peyton Manning had a neck injury. That's what did him yeah. in. And well, he, he also had a giraffe neck. The field. Yeah. Was that? So he also had a giraffe neck. Yeah. yeah. A little easier to um, injure. Josh Jacobs missed Thursday's practice with an illness. There there was no no confirm nor denial that it was COVID-19, so keep an eye on that. That's all I got for news. A lot of guys were limited, but, I mean, at this point in time in the season, we're, what, a third of the way in, or a little over a third of the way in. Guys take veteran days. That's just a thing. Yeah. But so you guys ready to pick up where we left off with the AFC matchups? You better fucking believe it. Let's do this. You know it. All right. One and four Miami taking on the 0 and five Jacksonville Jaguars in Brittown, London, over there in London. Eh? Vegas has the over under 47. Miami favored at minus three. Do you think Tua plays? I mean, I know no one's really starting him, but I'm just more curious because that affects the skill positions. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think he does either. I think this might be the last week he doesn't play. I'm I'm just waiting to see the reports. If he travels with the team, I think then it it gives him the potential of playing. But and I'll tell you what, I'm taking Jack the Jaguars on this minus three bet here. So you take Jaguars. Jacksonville plus points? Plus yeah, three. I think Jacksonville could win this game easy. Me too. They've lost some close games, and Miami hasn't looked very good. Yeah. So you might be onto something, Fish. Could be a little, little upset action for you people out there. Miles Gaskin, the hotness last week, not necessarily so much in the rushing game, but just that, but very effective in the pass. Um, do you think he stays hot in the flames, or do you think they're just kind of like, meh, let's go back to what we've been doing with this weird monster of a backfield. Yeah, well, I'm not sure if they do. I'm really confused with him and the Miami team in general. I just feel like he, he, that was such a flash in the pan last week because the week before he got, what, 0.2 points or some shit like that? He didn't touch the ball. So I have him ranked at 17, so I'm, I must have a feeling that he's going to be doing something nice here. He is playing Jacksonville. Their defense is doo-doo ass. But I'm thinking he might be good, but I don't want to guarantee anything. Say that I rank, you know, Fish and I both ranked him fairly low, but that's just because of given the sample size, you know, the the five bad games versus the one good game. I mean, honestly, I I wanted to rank him higher because the potential's there, the 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 talent is there. He's the best running back that they have, but they're just not really giving him the opportunity. Then last week they let him shine, you know, ten targets. 10 catches for 74 yards. I mean, even if you took away the two touchdowns, the fact that you get 10 catches for 74 yards, I really like that. That, to me, is great. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if you can rely on that. Like, I, I'm forced to play him in the league, 
and I'm kind of I'm not happy about it because it, it's I don't know what kind of Gaskins I'm gonna get. What you got, fish? I was gonna say kind of the same thing. Like we, I think he can be a RB one again this week, but we don't we haven't seen them used in a way that's consistent enough. If you're forced to play him, if you have confidence about it, that's fine. I think I think you're okay playing him, but it's kind of dangerous situation where you know that sometimes he doesn't get used as he should. Yep. And then uh, Jalen Waddle, he's been very good in football lately. Um, we think he's definitely in that wide receiver three flex range. You know, you're he's essentially almost he's very close to being an every week starter unless you're in a you know a three receiver league but i mean just getting all sorts of targets i mean he only has the one touchdown on the year so far but i mean he's they're looking for they're actively looking for him especially with Devonte parker banged up and what preston williams i mean you know so uh mike gasecki i'm i'm worried about gasecki because i actually like mike gasecki a lot you know I, I i thought he looked good coming out of college he was like a spark athlete in like the 99th percentile, but just went to a bad team. That makes me sad because he's so damn talented, and I want him to be good. Comes from a long line of those Penn State tight ends, so he's definitely good. It's just he fell into that Fitzpatrick debacle. Tight ends? Yeah. I don't want – what are those? I don't like those. Because, like, I, I think they're just used to tight ends being, like, a slightly skinnier offensive lineman. They don't realize they're actually athletes. Yeah. But other side of the ball, James Robinson, top 10 running back. Finally, Urban Meyer. Although, you know what's funny? That man, like I said, I've never seen a coach actively try to get fired. Like, he's like, you know, how did John Gruden get fired so easily? You know, I'm I'm getting my dick rubbed up on by some towny girl in Ohio. And then, like, last week, still let Carlos Hyde get play. Still irking out plays for him. I'm like, what are you doing, you dumb son of a bitch? James Robinson's clearly the running back. He just needs to email the NFLPA or whatever they are and just be like, listen, these guys, these black guys, we don't need any of them here, all right? These whores, get them out. <laughs> these faggots, I don't like any of them. That's all he's got to do, and he's set. Now every, yeah. Then he can go to SC, and everybody could go back to being shitty in Jacksonville still. You know what's funny? Like, uh, was it a couple episodes ago when we were jokingly defending John Gruden? Obviously, we were joking around. Right. But still, like, Urban Meyer, man, like, I'm, I'm worried about, because Trevor Lawrence, you know, very talented quarterback. And like I said it a couple weeks ago, I was like, I think if Urban Meyer sticks around, it's going to ruin his career. It might. And it's starting to trend in that direction. Director Ross thinks he's saving Carlos Hyde for the playoffs. <laughs> but good. The fantasy playoffs will be yeah. over then. <laughs> uh Marvin Jones Jr. Love you know, your boy LaVisca Chenault, Rome. I know you're the big LaVisca guy, but mm-hmm. it's it hasn't been looking very good. He had he had the one good game this year. But he's getting urban mired. I mean, I mean, he's definitely falling into that. He's definitely falling into that uh, dilemma as well. As much as Lawrence is here, what I what I do like is, with the exception of a couple of games, he's had over seven targets 
in at least three of the five games. He's on the field a decent amount. Yeah, he saved his day to be just salvageable. If you have a third, you know, if he's your third wide receiver by yanking off the 58 yard reception, I just don't understand what's the problem. Like, this guy was an animal. Everywhere he's been, he was great last year. A little banged up. That's his downside. But now it's like, you might be right, man. He's getting, he's getting urban mired and it's pissing me off. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he's, He's not just a gadget guy; like he's a legitimate wide yeah. receiver too. And uh, you know, he's a big guy, six one, two twenty. You know, I, I like what I see. He's fast. And he's good in open space, but just, I, just fire that man, Shad Khan. We know people listen to this podcast. Get on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's really about it from that game. I'm not really interested in anything else. Moving on, back to stateside. Four and one Chargers take on the four and one Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore's favorite at minus three with the over under 52. I would 100% take the over in this game. There's going to be a lot of points I'll, had. So. I'll take the Chargers in this game, too. I think, I think the Chargers, like, I'm a Charger fan, but I think the Chargers could win this game. I think they will. Yes. I mean, they have score. to do a little bit better defensively, but they could shoot it out and win games. So it's not like too big of well, a I mean, concern if their defense splits up. They just won 47 to 42 over Cleveland. You know, so that could very yeah. well happen again in this Baltimore game. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Because I don't think this Charger offense, you're starting everybody. You know, Herbert, Eckler, Williams, Keenan. I think Jared Cook. We all think Jared Cook's a tight end streamer. Yeah, absolutely. Do you. Do you. This, I, I'm going to say no is the answer to my question, but what do you do with Donald Parham? He's starting to get those red zone targets from a tight end. Uh, he is. Dynasty I mean, hold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if if you're absolutely desperate, he scored back-to-back weeks, but, I mean, yeah. if, if you look at his game logs, yeah, I mean, one target week one, nothing week two. One target, three targets, two targets. I mean, you can't. Yeah. Best true. ball. If you're in a best ball league, maybe even a, a DFS game, because I'm sure he's probably one of the cheapest tight end options out there. Yeah. I just wonder if he's going to start slowly taking work from Cook with his production. He could. He very well could. He's six foot eight. Man. It's the next and Moelle what, Cox. Was that little guy in WWE, Santino, whatever? And he says, This is my friend. And he's seven feet tall, and you can't teach that. Fuck was that? Oh, Enzo Amore. Oh yeah, big cast. And was it big? Uh, big cast. Yeah, yeah. He's seven feet tall, and you can't teach that. And you know, Darnell Parham. He's six foot eight, and you can't teach that. He has but, more touchdowns I mean, than Delvin Cook. I have almost as many touchdowns as Delvin Cook, <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't played in the NFL in a very long time. But um, but yeah, you're you're playing every Charger. I mean, it, it, there's going to be a lot of points had in this matchup other side of the ball you're playing Lamar now the question is with the running backs looks like Lat Murray's taken the the helm of the backfield so to speak yeah but I mean who do you I play? wouldn't play any of them I'd almost say try to trade or drop any of them and here's the reason why because Lamar Jackson is not a bad quarterback Josh He's not. He is not a bad quarterback. <laughs> He's a very good running back. Best running back in football. He had 400 passing yards last week. I know. Like He's starting to 
look like a good quarterback. My my shade on Lamar can start subsiding. Okay, especially because Indianapolis has a good defense. So, and the fact that he went out there and threw 442 yards, I like that. I mean, he's still running the ball a lot, but that's I mean, when you have someone as athletically talented as Lamar. That's what you do. Uh-huh. You, yeah, you him almost run. want him to run less if he could throw for that much so he doesn't get hurt, too. I mean, right? if you look at last week, he ran 14 times. If, I mean, even if I have an athletic quarterback, I'm like, motherfucker, you do not run 14 times. But a lot of that, though, it's like he's, it's not like he's getting tackled 14 times. There's, I mean, he doesn't really shy away from contact like he should. He should slide more and maybe run out of bounds a few more times. But the guy, like, all of his runs, they aren't even designed some of them are scrambles that he's just getting loose. I mean, he's really, God damn it, he's really a special talent. Yeah. Now that's that's the uh, that that's the tough part with Lamar though. Is just too many times though I've seen him not go through his read progressions. He just takes off, and and that's been my my negative towards him. It's just first read and doesn't even get, let the play develop because like you know he'll be doing like a seven step drop pass but he'll actually get to like four steps and not even look for the route to progress and then he just takes off running and that's what i was just like dude fuck this guy to be fair for a long time he had mark andrews and marquise brown and you could tell pretty quick if they're both going to be covered now that he's kind of getting more receivers he does seem to be doing a little bit better he still does that though like kind of like oh no i'm I'm out Uh, The emergence of Marquise Brown is helping out a lot also because he's really turned a corner in his career. He was just the deep threat guy for the first couple years of his career here, and now he's really – I think he might be a total package guy. Yeah, and Sammy Watkins has helped, and I know Sammy Watkins is hurt now, but if Bateman comes back, Bateman might be able to help as well. Agreed. Things are looking good for Lamar. Um, Yeah, so – but I mean – I agree with you, Fish. I think you kind of avoid this backfield until further just because if all the carries went to Lat Murray, it's fine. But the fact that Tyson gets worked in a little bit still, um, Devonta Freeman, well, he'll still take away a couple snaps. It's just too tough to trust. But, you know, moving on with uh, Hollywood Brown, he's looking legit. We all like him. You're all playing him this week. Mark Andrews showed us why he was the dominant tight end for a while there. I mean, so far he's had, you know, one really good game so far. Then 11 for 147, two touchdowns. This could very well happen again against the Chargers because their defense on paper should be much better than they actually are. Kind of like, the, you know, the Chargers and the, the the Washington football team's defense are similar. Absolute studs on the defensive side, but they can't seem to stop anybody. Um. But yeah, should be should be a lot of fun game, a lot of fun fantasy impact. Uh, moving on, one and four Texans taking on the one and four Colts in a yucky game. Colts favored at minus ten, over under at forty three and a half. Um, Brandon Cooks. <laughs> yep, that's about it. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Unless unless Davis Mills wants to all of a sudden throw for three hundred yards again. That pissed me off. That, was, that really pissed me off. <laughs> and who was that receiver that did? Was it Chris Conley or was it somebody? Or is it Nico that did really good last week? Uh, no, I think it was Conley. It was sure. weird because that was like the first game he did good. Or first game he played in, I think. 
I don't know. I definitely oh. definitely hate this offense though as a whole. It's just I don't know. Like it's just it's disappointing because you know Sean Watson. You know, he got to get paid $30 million for having 21 sexual assault charges against him. John Gruden sent some shitty emails a couple years ago, and he lost his job and will never get hired ever again. I just read this thing. I just read this article about how the Buccaneers took John Gruden off of their ring of honor, but they still have, like, Warren Sapp there and some other people that were less than um, honorable, I guess you could say. On their team. Antonio Brown plays for them. Like, it is kind of an interesting little read. Because it was kind of like, eh, you're just really playing the PR game because you really don't give a fuck. No. And again, yeah. uh, I don't, this Gruden thing does piss me off a little bit. Like, you wish he didn't do it. But this was 10 years ago. Like, people change. It's not like he just sent these emails out. I don't know. I don't know. It did get me a little upset that uh, Nassib had to take a personal day. My coach 10 years ago said that derogatory things about gays. <sighs> I'm too distraught to practice today. I don't get I just don't <laughs> get that. Don't get it. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, no, I don't know. We I guess we we could talk about Gruden all day, but we're not going to get anywhere with that. But anyways, yeah. Just but Houston, you know, I mean, Brandon Cooks had an absolute shit game and but I I think you just kind of have to keep playing him just because of the the upside. He's the only guy in town. I don't know. The upside and the potential volume that this, the man can have is is worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, other side of the ball, Jonathan Taylor, just absolutely been unleashed lately. I, uh, I retract any statements that I had where I said <laughs> that I was kind of worried about Jonathan Taylor. I, I fully withdraw my my arguments against him. It's just, I mean, even with only 50% of the snap share last week, I mean, 15 for 53 and a touchdown three for one sixteen and touchdown, but he had that 76 yard screen that he took to the actual, just straight through everybody. And then plus Naeem Hines, he just seems now to be an afterthought. And then uh, Marlon Mack, he, he gets worked in a little bit. But I'm pretty sure it's just to uh, – god damn it, Dodgers gave up a home run. Fuck. Yeah, yeah it's that trade value. That's but yeah, guaranteed, that, that, that's why. Yeah, they're, they're building up tape for Marlon Mack. Michael Pittman's legit. Zach Pascal, no. Paris Campbell, he's been kind of banged up, so I kind of want to see more out of him. You know. T.Y. should be coming back pretty soon, though. Hopefully. Yeah, I like that. You interested in any of the tight ends for Indianapolis? I mean, I ranked Mo Ali Cox, but fuck no. I hate them all. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. 5-0 and Cardinals taking on 3-2 and Cleveland. Cleveland favored at minus 3, over under 49.5. I actually think the Cardinals could lose this game. I think Kyler Murray banged up right now. Yeah, a little bit. I already heard his shoulder. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's his throwing shoulder or anything like that, but... Um, but obviously you still play Kyler, Chase Edmonds, James Conner. You can play both of them. DeAndre Hopkins, he's an animal. The wide receivers, I'm having a tough time with them lately, because it, it's just you know I want 
Because you you don't know who the true number two wide receiver is on that team. You know, one week you think it's A.J. Green because he puts a couple good weeks together. But then Rondale Moore has a good week. And then you're like, oh, well, maybe it's the Rondale Moore show. Then Kirk has a good week. And then, I mean, I guess it shows you that it's one of those things where they're going to be very good at real life football, but it sucks for fantasy. And, I mean, could you comfortably play any of these other wide receivers, Rome? No. No. I mean, the the one that I have shares of his Rondell Moore and I've am I ever comfortable playing him no not really not really and it's kind of the same way with the backfield you don't know which one of these fucking guys to play week to week Connor seems to be getting the goal line work and getting these touchdowns but everything else is Chase Edmonds so it's kind of like choose whichever one you want you want yards or touchdowns I mean personally I'm taking touchdowns and that's why with this with these four guys here, you could really only go Hopkins comfortably. And even that's not necessarily super-duper comfortable. He's still Hopkins, but I'm never, like... I, I wasn't jumping for joy. Yeah, I'd agree with all that. I I have Connor higher just because of the touchdown upside. Yeah. Connor's the only one that has him there lower than Chase Edmonds. And I have, I have shares of Chase Edmonds, and it kind of sucks because Connor's getting those touchdowns. But I feel like Chase Edmonds could get touchdowns, too. It's just going to be on longer plays. Right. But yeah, I mean, Connor's I'm in the getting same that work. It's, it's kind of – and they are good offense who does get down where they're inside the five. That's yeah. Connor. And they get there a lot so that Connor doesn't have to get, see all these carriers to get points. Exactly. But either way, you know, you're, you're playing Kyler – you play D Hop just because it's fucking DeAndre. Hopkins. Absolutely, I'm not saying don't play him. Yeah, he he's the he's the first player to make the Air Jordan glove look so cool in the NFL <laughs> on that hail mary catch from last year. Uh, other side of the ball, playmaker Baker still no. You know, it's funny how Baker he should be a better quarterback for fantasy than he actually is, but he's not. Yeah, remember pre-show we had a listener question that said, "Is he going to be a top fifteen fantasy quarterback?" And we were like, I think we all could, said no. said, "Could he be?" And we we all said, could, "The question was, could he be?" And we were all oh. like, "Yes, could he be? Will he be? No." Yeah, I that's mean, the thing with Baker Mayfield is he could be better, but he's not. I mean, it doesn't help when you have these two guys, fucking Nick Chubb, Cream Hunt. We all think they're absolute smash starts. I mean, love all those guys. Um, OBJ. You know, I'll give him another week. Hopefully, uh, he can pull his head out of his ass. And I, I, I don't, I don't understand how uh, Baker Mayfield just watch the Eli Manning tapes with him, man. Like that one-handed fucking, like that's the guy you have. Do you not understand who this wide receiver is? Fucking use him. Yeah. The only thing I can think is maybe he's not the same guy anymore. He's had all those. He's had all those injuries. He hasn't needed to use him. Like someone else has always seemed to step up in these games. Like last week, it was in Joku. Like there's always somebody else stepping up, and it's like I I don't need to use Odell. I mean, I don't I don't know about it either. But he had that one game, first game back, was good, and then I don't know. That's I was so excited about Odell that first game back, where he had like six catches, eight catches, something like that. I was Mm -hmm. like, hell yeah! Like finally. And then just the last couple games, like, dude, fuck this guy. Yep. <laughs> fuck you, Baker Mayfield. Seriously. 
Although with Juice Landry eligible to come back off IR, I'm really excited about that. We need more pass catchers on that offense. I think that will help out Odell a lot. But, I mean, it's possible when you're, you know, touch on what you were saying, that he might not be the same guy. Maybe all those soft tissue injuries and knee surgeries have caught up to him, and he just doesn't have that second gear that he used to have with that separation. I mean, I haven't watched a lot of Cleveland games. I did watch the Cleveland Charger game, but Odell wasn't even in that game, basically. He was – he might as well have just – doesn't matter who the fuck that guy was. It was just all running and, and Joku with fucking 9,000-yard touchdown catch. But uh, Austin Hooper, maybe David and Joku, maybe no, I don't know. I ranked them both, but I, I'm not happy about it. I it's yeah. too it's too off and on with these guys. It's too off and on. Now, uh, moving on, three and two Raiders taking on three and two Denver. Denver favorite minus three and a half, over hundred forty four. I think I would take Denver minus three and a half just because I think Vegas is going to be an absolute disarray. With all the, you know, it's so fun. Like, I kind of get it when all these outside curriculars happen and it fucks up the momentum of a team. But it's crazy how this stuff can co- completely derail a franchise. Mm-hmm. Well, it could do the opposite, too. It could, like, kind of bring everybody True. together. I mean, we don't know yet because this is going to be the first game. Not an easy matchup to find out, though. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, not too thrilled about it. Yeah, but either way, you're not playing Derek Carr. You know, Josh Jacobs, we're all slowly fading him because it's just he's been serviceable, but he hasn't been like that absolute beast that he was his was that his rookie year where he was just absolutely dominating. Yeah, but I mean, it's just uh, I don't know. I mean, you play him, obviously. Uh, Kenyon Drake, no. The wide receiver. What do you do about the wide receivers? I think Hunter Renfro is the only safe one you can play, and even and by safe I mean, if you absolutely had to play someone, Renfro's okay to play. Yeah, I love Hunter Renfro, and I'm playing him this week because I have to. But I have Rugs ranked higher just because I think Rugs has a higher upside. But really, Hunter Renfro is the safest play if you have to play any of them. Yeah, I think. Uh... I agree with you on that. Like, I think Ruggs has the highest ceiling out of those guys, but Renfro's got the safest floor. I mean, he's actually had some pretty decent fantasy games, and, you know, the the Denver defense is no slouch either. So, I mean, could be a decent game for Renfro. But you play Darren Waller, definitely. He looked good last week, so, I mean, I, I think it's – was it last week he had a good game? Yeah, he had a good game. No, he didn't have a good game last week. It was two weeks ago. It was against the Chargers. There you go. Good game against the Chargers. Everybody has a good game against the Chargers. Um, other side of the ball, looks like Teddy Bridgewater's back, which is good for everybody. Still the Melvin Gordon show, technically. But Javante Williams biting at them heels. He's coming for your job, Melvin. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Melvin gets traded at some point in time this year. Like if he ends up in, I don't know, Baltimore. I was going to say, don't fucking say Baltimore. They're already just butchering everything fantasy value the cardinals oh 49ers i take that he's still a very good running back. absolutely but javante is a very good running back and their second round draft pick just from last year and he looks really good too but i don't think they'll trade him this year they might trade him in the offseason but they got a good thing going with the two-headed backfield there i don't see a point in yeah it just sucks because it hurts your fantasy output yeah, but it does suck for fantasy because, again, it's one of those things where it makes sense in real-life football, 
but it makes you so sad when you're a fantasy player. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, we all ranked Gordon higher, but you know, you can play both. Cortland Sutton, he looks good. Tim Patrick, you know, wide receiver three flex. I don't hate it. Not the sexiest name, but you know, then Noah Font. You think? I think he has a good game. I like Noah Font. Me he too. had a bad game last week, but but yeah, I, I, I think mean, at, like you said, his tight end position, like he's going to be more consistent than most other tight ends. Well, it's like, what are you going to do? Like, if you have Noah Font on your team, are you going to play fucking Austin Hooper over him, or you know, take take a shot on David and Joku? Like, not the fuck out of here. All right, moving on. Four and one Cowboys taking on two and three Patriots. Dallas favorite minus four over under fifty one and a half. Play Dak Zeke. Tony Pollard looks like his his role is starting to slowly quiet down a little bit. Yeah, we we me and Rum talked about this when Tony Pollard had that one monster game. We were like, hey, slow down, guys. We're, this yeah. is still Tony Pollard, and this is still Ezekiel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but you know, it's okay. I mean, you know, if, he's, if he's your flex, it's not that bad. If he's your RB two, that kind of no. sucks. No, not at all. That's a flex. He's he's okay. Yeah. You play the wide receivers. CD Lamb, Mari Cooper. Is Michael Gallup back yet? I haven't heard anything about him. Is he still in IR? I, th- I think so. I don't think he's definitely not back yet. Fair enough. Dalton Schultz looks great. Guy's been really good for fantasy. Um, yeah, you guys think he's? I mean, he's he took the job, right? You guys believe that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Jarwin's still getting play, but this is Dalton Schultz's job. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, he's still going to get play because he's he's been serviceable. But Schultz is legit, and especially with uh, if you look at his stat line, he's been in the you know top. Uh, well, he's definitely been a top end tight end the last three weeks in a row. So I mean, he he's got the job now. So you play Dalton Schultz, other side of the ball. See, Damian Harris, you guys have him ranked a little bit higher than me. I'm just worried about the injury. You know, because he got he got taken out of the game last week with a rib injury. Um, he's going to play, but he's a bit banged up. Not a big fan of that. I think you can really, other than the other than Hunter Henry, we all like Hunter Henry. Uh, Jacoby Myers, just because of volume play, it's kind of like a Brandon Cooks. Got to throw to somebody. Um, it's really about it, right? Not much to say about New England. Yeah, that's. I agree. They, one thing I will say is Damian Harris is kind of starting to worry me. He had the first game, he had 23 rushes, 100 yards. Then it was 16 for 62 and a touchdown, 6 for 14, 4 for negative 4, 14, but 58 yards on 14 carries against Houston. It's not looking – it's been trending the wrong direction. I agree with that. But the yeah, offensive but, line but against, going down is is rough. But the well, the thing with with Harris yeah. though that the the fourteen carries he because he got hurt that was the game he fumbled, but he like broke a rib or bruised a rib on that play and got the wind knocked out of him. Yeah, and he, and he had a touchdown. The the game. He did have a touchdown though. I, I I think you know Hunter Henry, Jacoby Myers. That's probably it. I mean, oh, and, and Damian you'd, Harris. You start Damian Harris still. Yeah, it's just you guys interested in Brandon Bolden. I'm playing him this week in one league out of necessity. I like it. His upside, you just have to get a touchdown because he's not getting a whole lot of usage, but he's a passing down back pretty much right now. 
and it's being used, but you do need a touchdown for it to be worthwhile. Correct. Especially, you know, PPR, you know, not too bad. Um, but, you know, that look, looks like it for that game. Uh, the Russell Wilson list, Seattle Seahawks taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Vegas has the over under 42 and a half. Pittsburgh favorite at minus five. I would 100% take the minus five for Pittsburgh just because I know Geno Smith looked okay in relief. But don't forget, it's still Geno Smith. Yeah, but what if Russell plays? He's not. He <laughs> won't play. I mean, you know what he should know, do man. because he hasn't he hasn't missed a start. He should come in on the first play, hand the ball off, and then they pull him for the rest of the game, just so he can I keep that start streak alive. <laughs> come out and take a knee. I would hate him forever just, if he you know, did that. <laughs> that's how you get hurt, though, because that's that's like the whole Baltimore rushing on fourth down with four seconds left, and then they lost the record the next game. Yeah. That's a good way to go get hurt. It's know. true. It's true. You hand the ball off for one play and roll your ankle and miss three weeks. <laughs> so, Chris Carson, I don't think he – now I'm starting to think he doesn't play. I, I ranked him that I thought he was going to play. Me too. Yeah, same. But it looks like he's going to be also, out. I also rated Collins as if he was going to take – some time because I think Collins has looked really, really good in his in he his time as the starter. No, he he's been he's been serviceable for them. Um, yeah, he could probably be a flex play if he starts, right? I think so. Yeah, I I'd flex him. Yeah, but it's just uh, I mean, don't forget though, the Pittsburgh defense is pretty good against the run though, so lower your expectations, especially because if he's healthy, Chris Carson's a better running back than Alex Collins, so. Like whatever, whatever you thought, Alex or uh, Chris Carson was going to put up, like seventy five percent of that is what Alex Collins will do. But I mean that's okay. I mean flex option is fine. But you play DK Metcalf, you play Tyler Lockett. Um, you guys both ranked DK Metcalf very high. Still, I lowered him just because I figured Geno Smith was going to be the quarterback, and I know DK had the monster game. But to me, I think that was more of a fluky thing than a real life thing. I could be totally wrong. I mean, the the upside. I don't think there, it's a was... fluke with DK Metcalf. Uh-uh, I agree. Like, I, I know that you think that you look like him with your shirt off, Josh. If I shaved my chest, but he looks way better still. <laughs> no, he does, but that's because I have I have hair on my chest. If I shaved my body, we'd look. I'll you know what? I'll Identical. take a picture and I'll show you. I look exactly <laughs> like him. But I'll shave my I'll, chest and I'll look exactly I'll like DK Metcalf. You know, okay, you have to shave your chest and you have to post a yeah, picture totally. of you and him on Twitter. I'm down for that. Yeah. I'm ready for that. But I, I think DK will be up that high because I feel like Gino's going to hyper target him. He's he is the biggest best guy on that offense. And I can see Gino Smith who hasn't played. I mean, he played a little bit sparingly and you guys said he was good. He was okay. He didn't blow. He didn't knock the. Uh, didn't rewrite the Bible here. But I, I just think he's gonna hyper hyper target good old DK Metcalf. No, I mean he threw seventeen times and one touchdown did go to DK. So, I mean you guys might be right. Uh, we all got Lockett a little bit lower, but he's still a wide receiver three. You know, close to run wide receiver two range. We're not interested in Gerald Everett because I think he has COVID herpes. I think he's out this week, and I'm not, and we're definitely not touching Will Disley. No. Other side of the ball, Najee Harris, man. God, you know what's funny? I'll admit, I, I I'm man enough to admit when I'm wrong. I'm not calling Cowherd. 
but I was wrong about Najee Harris. <laughs> I thought I was, Najee Harris. I think I was the only one that was high on him. Yes. Because my thing with Harris was I was just like, hey, bad O-line, older guy, Ben's arm's falling off. This offense is going to be poop. But Najee Harris, I mean, it helps when Big Ben throws at you 15-plus times a game. Absolutely. That's what I said preseason, pre-season though, is it's just going to be a volume thing. It's not necessarily he's going to be like looking like some superstar or anything. It's just like he's the guy in the backfield. He's going to get touches. Now that we know that Big Ben can't throw the ball more than three feet, it's even better. Agreed. Uh, but He's a top ten play. We all like Deontay Johnson, even though despite losing Juju for the year, Big Ben looks for Deontay. I mean, granted, Deontay didn't have the greatest week last week, but he did capitalize on a touchdown. I mean, two targets for 72 yards and a touchdown, but he caught both, and one was for a 50-yard touchdown. So it's going to be a lot of that. Deontay Johnson, he's just so goddamn talented. I mean, it's just if, you know, and then Chase Claypool's back. You play him. Is anybody Not, else no super, like, okay with Juju Smith getting hurt? I feel like it actually helps. For fantasy purposes, it helps Deontay Johnson. It helps Chase Claypool. It does definitely like establish said, like themselves. Like we talked about, we like we talked about in the preseason. It's like it becomes tough when you have these teams with like three good receivers. Like who do you pick? Uh-huh. Um, obviously De- Deontay so far has proved himself to be the right pick, and Claypool kind of not so much. And same with Juju. But this does like kind of limit the opportunities because like what are you really going to? start to consider James Washington. Like I no, I think never. that these are the only two guys. Now like James Washington's had some he had a couple decent games. In college. Well like the last game he against Green Bay he had four receptions for sixty nine yards on five nice. targets. That's not yes. That's not that bad. But still like that the upside for Deontay and Claypool just goes way up. Yeah. And yeah. it makes it less of a hard decision. Well, I, if, if you if you hold into like if you if you start calculating that, so let's say you know it, it's safe to assume Juju gets the ball thrown to him at least six times a game. So now four more targets go to Chase Claypool, two more go to Deontay Johnson. I think it helps out those guys. Now there's more clarity in who the wide receivers are going to be. I I think Claypool was the touchdown guy last year. But I think now it's going to be Deontay Johnson's the touchdown guy. And I think Claypool's going to be that Juju-esque role where he's going to pick up the yards. I think that's kind of how it's going to kind of be the rest of the year. Although I guess we'll see. I don't think you're going to get a good answer to this question this game because the Seahawks defense sucks. But I I think Claypool and Johnson both have very good games this week. And you're not playing Fryer Muth. No. He's got a cool name, though. He has a sweet name. One of the top five in the league for we, sure. We should, we should do an off-season episode and rank the top names because, like, oh heck yeah, obviously and, Tommy Tremble is going to be there, and Ha Ha Clinton Dix. How many of these in the league? We should really go through and and, and rank these names, N- names and nicknames and stuff like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, and then your final game, the Monday Night Football game, it's going to be at the Bloodbath in Tennessee. Buffalo Bills four and one taking on the Titans at three and two. Buffalo favorite at minus six, the over under 54. I will take the minus six because they're going to win by like 30. Maybe not 30. Titan, they're gonna the win Titans by are going to win, right? That's what you're talking. That's what you mean? 
Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Tighten up. <laughs> but Josh Allen just been on an absolute tear. I mean, he's in the MVP conversation in real life football. He's just been playing out of his mind. I hope so. He's my preseason prediction. <laughs> it's going to be Justin Herbert. He was mine. Dude, there's yeah. been some really good quarterback play this year. <laughs> Tom Brady. Yeah, he, Tom Brady's probably winning that competition by a long shot right now. He should win it just in the sense that he's 45 years old. While at the same time, like, fuck you, you've accomplished plenty. Like, let some of these <laughs> other guys win something. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I just looked at the final score of this game. It was a lot closer 28 than I to 28 to 22, what the hell happened? Tampa Bay was like, ah, we're good scoring in the first half only. See, that's the problem. They should know that the Dodgers were my first love, so I'm going to watch the Dodger game over some Thursday night football game that I don't care about. I'll watch the game pass after this and read stat lines. But Yeah, that's what I'll yeah. do. But that's okay. My parlay still lives because I picked uh, Tampa Bay to win tonight. Oh, so. yeah. I like that. So uh, Zach Moss, he's really starting to separate himself in that backfield, whereas last year – it was Devin Singletary show, but Zach Moss would carve into it. But Zach Moss has slowly been taking that job away from him. I mean, if, if there's any time that you could start Zach Moss confidently, I feel that it's this week against Tennessee because they can't stop anybody. Um, they're essentially John Gruden's email account. Can't stop. You can't stop it. It's going <laughs> to be leaked. And, and you're going to lose your job. <laughs> but um so you start him Devin Singletary could you play him in like a super deep league like a flex like you're very like you, you need somebody yeah you might have to and also the other thing to consider this week where you could consider starting Singletary is bye weeks yeah that's true Stefan Diggs the, the upside's there I want to see Stefan Diggs be Stefan Diggs from last year what the fuck man just waiting for it. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, like, this year's Stefan Diggs is... It's, it's taken away from is, him to have Emmanuel Sanders and this absolutely fucking nobody named Dawson Knox all of a sudden show up. Dawson Knox. Love of my life. <laughs> Damn it. Although it's... Although it's funny, his fish ranked him the highest out of all of us. <laughs> I was going to ask you why you're, so, why you're so shitty on Dawson Knox this week. It's because he he only gets two catches, but it's gonna be two catches for fifty yards and two touchdowns. Like that's just that that's the problem. But yeah, but he's a tight end. Two touchdowns, like tight end one. He, he you know what? I'll I'll redux this here right here live live on the show. Boom, tight end two. Oh there my go. god, live. yeah, that's it. I'm <laughs> dropping him out of my top here. I'm redacting <laughs> too. We're gonna put him here. But but you're playing Stephon Diggs. You're playing Manny Sanders. You're playing Dawson Knox because he just. How do you not play Dawson Knox at this point in time? Like, Because like three weeks ago, you guys were laughing at me when I was like, you know, I kind of like Dawson Knox. He's looking pretty good. And you're like, nah, flash in the pan, touchdown, fuck you. He's not a thing with his stupid afro. Now look, who's laughing now? Let's be fair, though. He's he's had two good weeks. Let's give it a, let's give it a he's season He's had three good weeks in a row. He could be added to the... Let's see. Yes. Where are you, Dawson Knox? Maybe I don't know. Rome, Rome ranked him one hundred thirty-nine. So that sounds about right. He's scored. He has scored a touchdown in four straight weeks. So literally, so okay, week one, so week one, he went four for forty-one. So you're like, okay, fine. Kind of like I've said before, if if you don't have that Kelsey Waller, Kittle, 
Mandrews Hawkinson tight end. You want a guy who's going to get you 40 to 60 yards with the p- potential of a touchdown. Okay, four for 41. I'll take that. But then literally every week since then, he has scored a touchdown. And he's going to score again against Tennessee. Just you wait. Now this is the Stefan Diggs game. I hope so. Because I have Stefan Diggs in a couple leagues. And I want him to have a good week. Because he's only had one real good game this year. And I think last week he would have had a touchdown. But he got all showboaty. And then he got tackled at like the six. Did Mm. anybody see that? No, I missed it. Is the Bills the best team in the NFL right now? No, the Chargers are. No, they're not. They get scored on too much. But they win. The Bills got two shutouts. Actually, you know what? You're right. The Bills are probably the best team in the football. They're league. probably the or, best or, team in the you NFL know, right now. Could be the Rams still. I like the Rams. I picked the Rams to win the Super Bowl. This is true. The Rams I think. In the, I think in the preseason talk, I said Bills, Rams in the Super Bowl, and I think the Rams win it. But, but you know the Bills. Bill, well, Bills defense has been really good. Like you said, two shutouts. Yeah. Like the they have Dawson Knox, one the most or two secretive weapons. Overall. I mean, you could probably say Arizona, considering record-wise, they are the best. Yeah. <laughs> the record-wise, they are, but they don't look the best, you know? like. I mean. But, dude, they won 17-10 to 10 against. Uh, a really, really good 49ers game. team? Uh, yeah. Explain sure. really good. My my Super Bowl pick, 49ers team. <laughs> them, them. That's, the, that's 40, the, the really, really good 49ers team because they're not the New York Jets. Co- that's correct. Um, Other side of the ball, Tannehill, you can't play him now. You just can't. It's a bad matchup, and he just hasn't been good. And it makes you really sad because, again, I can admit when I'm wrong. And I was telling everybody to draft Ryan, Ryan Tannehill late. Even Fish, you took Ryan Tannehill late in a draft, and you're like, "Fuck you, Josh, I'm taking him." And I was like, no, "Yeah, in a dynasty dude. draft, and I'm fucked forever now because of you." Yeah, I mean, he could still turn around. He didn't. He didn't start good last year. He it was like around this time last year he started popping off and became a top ten tight end. Or, uh, quarterback yeah, and he's had a year. few games without his top receivers. So, yeah, but th- I don't think this is the week for him to turn around. It's a tough matchup. Right. Um, you you play Derrick Henry, the juggernaut. He's the reason they're gonna win this game. Sure. AJ Brown, he's really disappointing me too. And I think that just stems because Ryan Tannehill's been a bad quarterback. But I don't know. I want him to be good. I, if Julio plays, I want Julio to play. You guys gotta remind me to look up how much they're th- running the play action. For next week, because I remember that that was the big thing for Tannehill last year. Is he had most of his success on the play action in the first two weeks. I know that like they were running play action passes like on like fifty or sixty percent of their passes, and in the first two weeks of the season they were running it on like fifteen to twenty percent of the passes. And I I said something about it, but I forgot to check since then if they've changed that or if that's still kind of what's being their downfall. Mm-hmm. So I need to look into that. Yeah, I, uh, I I read I read a thing last year that it was like, um, if you they ran like play action like sixty percent of the times, and uh, you know, it was very effective when they did it. But then this, just this last year they weren't doing it, or this current season they're not really doing it. But hopefully they get back to what made them so goddamn successful. But you still have to play AJ Brown just because. It's A.J. Brown. 
If Julio Jones plays, do you guys start him? Would you guys start him? Yeah. I would. Yeah, I'd probably start him. Yeah. Then uh, that's really about it. You're not playing Anthony Ferkser. Fuck no. All right. Well, that finishes it for the games. So let's end them, guys, with the sweetness, the hotness, the good stuff. Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty. The booty calls of the week. All right. All right. Oh, and your survivor picks. But Rome, hit us with that quarterback booty call you like this week. All right. I'll hit you with the quarterback booty call because I think he's going to have a nice resurgence from last week. I think Aaron Rodgers is is going to put a nice little game together. I think against Chicago, historically a good defense, but I think Aaron Rodgers is going to eat him up. Big day for a, for AR. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Not bad. Uh, hmm. Fish, what do you got? I'm going to hit you with Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford's hmm. been great all year. You know, he's had over 275 yards every game. Multiple ga- only one game with one touchdown playing against the Giants. Not the you know, Giants defense isn't too bad, but I'm not too scared about them either with this yeah. power high powered offense. I feel you on that. My quarterback booty call of the week, Taylor Heineke. Um, not the sexiest name in fantasy football, and had a bad week last week I against love it. the Saints. But my thing is the Kansas City defense is very bad. And if you look at Taylor Heineke's games, you know, against bad defenses, i.e. Atlanta, two weeks ago, he threw for 290 yards and three touchdowns. He ran the ball for 43 yards. I He could totally have something similar to that this week. I mean, Kansas City, especially after getting lit up on national TV against Buffalo last week, I think they're going to put up 1,000 points. So to just try to stay competitive in this game, um, they're going to have to just go with throwing the ball a lot, putting up points. So I, I like Taylor Heineke this week. Rome, give us that backfield. All right, let me hit you with that backfield. I'm going to go ahead and stick on the same team as your quarterback here because I think your boyfriend, your chocolate love, Antonio Gibson, is about to have a day. He's going up against probably the worst defense in the league as a whole. I just feel like, especially against the run, Antonio Gibson's going to be able to kind of do whatever the hell he wants out there. He makes a lot of catches. He does a lot of shit. He, he's going to have a nice, nice day for sure. Yeah, totally. I, I like that. I, I love your predictions because I have Gibson in almost every league that we're in. Mm-hmm. And I could use a good week out of him. <laughs> uh, Fishy boy, what you got in that backfield? The running back I'm picking here, Kareem Hunt. And I'll hit you with a fun stat, and I'm hoping that Sleeper's right. But if Sleeper's right, Kareem Hunt in standard leagues is the number five running back, and PPR leagues is number six running back. And nobody's thinking about this guy. And he's been getting it done every week. He scored a touchdown almost every week. Just get the receiving work. Um, I kind of like it. And I, I like this Arizona matchup. They're going to need to put points on the board. They're going to need to play a very solid game to to stay competitive. I think Kareem will be used. Yeah, totally. I love Kareem Hunt. I, I think it's, you know, he'd be the starter on just about any other team. 
But since there's some guy named Nicholas Chubb, you know, it's just not going to happen. My running back booty call of the week, it was Damian Williams until he got the COVID herpes. So now I'm kind of like scrambling trying to find a guy. And I don't know, it's probably obvious, but fuck it. I'll just, you know, it's it's our show. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Najee Harris. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a good matchup. He's just been lighting it up in PPR scoring. I mean, how do you not stay in this sweet hotness, especially now that Big Ben can't really huck it down the field, lost Juju. I think you're going to see a lot more underneath from Najee Harris. Um, and I apologize. I don't have a better running back pick right now. I totally forgot that I picked Damian Williams and found out today that he's not going to play. Mm, so it's all good, man. That was my bad. Uh, moving on wide receivers. Who do we love Rome? Well, if you guys couldn't tell from my uh, wonderful, wonderful breakdown of the Seattle game here, DK Metcalf, I think he's going to get hyper targeted going to keep saying the same shit because Geno Smith, it's all he's got. It's all he's got. I'm going to say DK might have 200 yards. There it is. Yeah, I, I can't really argue with that. Um, I, I love that. Fish, who do you love? I'm going to go out on a whim here, and I'm going to say Michael Pittman. He's had, he, you know, he's kind of been hit and miss. He's had a lot of targets. He's be- only catching about 75% of his passes, which isn't that great, and he's only gotten the end zone once. But they're playing Houston. He's kind of the number one target. Well, he is the number one target here right now. So I think this is a game where he could actually get, you know, a lot of targets and get into the end zone. So, you know, wide receiver two or three type of play i love him in that spot and i'm gonna go with him there love it my wide receiver booty call of the week Kadarius tony i just think with although now that sterling Shepard and slayton have the potential of coming back that kind of skews things a little bit for me but i just i really like Kadarius tony i just i think he's just been doing like they're finally putting the ball in his hands and He's been coming alive. I mean, two weeks ago against the Saints, very good defense. Nine targets, six for 78. But then last week against Dallas, 10 for 189 on on 13 targets. I mean, it's just and, – and like I said, just breaking everybody's ankles out there. And I've been liking what I'm really seeing out there. And then who knows, maybe having the addition of um, Slayton and Shepard helps him out because now – maybe Ramsey has to focus on some of these other guys. And I know the Rams have a great defense, but they have a great offense, meaning they're going to put up points. Giants are going to have to put up points. I mean, I don't know if Kadarius Tony gets a hundred yards, but I mean, 10 catches and 80 yards. I don't think that's impossible. So in like, you know, half or full point PPR scoring, I like it. So I, I think Tony has a yep. decent game. I like him. And I also like the big play opportunity there. Too. Heck yeah. Then uh tight ends. We love Rome. Well, there aren't many tight ends that I love, but I will go ahead and start with uh, Jared Cook. I think a game against Baltimore here on an offense that scores an ass load of points. I want a tight end that has a chance to get in the end zone on a team that's just chucking the ball down the field. Jared Cook seems to be the ageless wonder in this vast tight end wasteland. I just I, I have this weird gut feeling that he's gonna, he's going to get in the end zone. He's going to make eight catches. I mean, he's going to have a nice day. Love it. Love it. All right, Fish, give us that tight end. 
All right, you know who I like this week? And this is going to piggyback off of your quarterback there, Josh. Ricky Seals-Jones. You know, he's the only tight end there. Last week he played 99% of snaps. He didn't have the best game against the Saints there. Nine targets, five receptions for 41 yards. But he had a close one that could have been a touchdown, and then he got popped in the end zone. But playing Kansas City, like you said, we're not scared of their defense. They're going to need to put up points. They're going to need him to produce if they want to stay in this game. So I like him this week for that purpose. Yep. Totally agree with that. Then uh, my tight end to round it out, Dawson Knox. I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's been my tight end every week. I'm going to go with Hunter Henry this week. I just think, uh, you know, I, rules of NBA jam. He's heating up, you know, two weeks ago against Tampa Bay, four for 32 and a touchdown. Last week against Houston, six for 75 and a touchdown. Um, I just, he's getting very much involved in this. He's building that trust and that relationship with Mac Jones. And I, I think he just, he continues on in this trend and he's going to be very uh, valuable in that offense. And also, you know, Dawson Knox will be my booty call forever, but you know, but at this point in time, it's kind of, he's like an obvious start now. So, but yeah, you go with Hunter Henry survivor picks real quick. Looks like fish. You pick Rams. I picked the Rams and Rome. You picked the Steelers. Damn right. So, well, we have talked for an awful lot of time. We appreciate you yep. guys hanging out. I think this is a good place to wrap it up for the week. Good luck this weekend, guys. If you get questions, start sits, all that good stuff. Get us on the socials at Filthy F-Ball Show on Twitter, at Filthy Fantasy Football Show on Instagram. Send in questions that you have to Filthy Fantasy Football Show at gmail.com. And again, thank you guys so much. Win your week. Go Dodgers. King Josh, Josh the King. Big Rome. Fantasy Fish. Have a good one, y'all.